0: the sons of slam podcast my name is chris mindell along with the reaper mr joe black sir what's going on nothing much it's been a couple weeks now it's been a minute it has been a
1: minute i think we should just go on record to say yeah we're not going to get to every week probably <laughs> but we'll definitely try to get to three out of four weeks in the
0: month yes <laughs> at least three at least that is three. our guarantee to you And then the following month we're not around um we had a lot going on uh, as far as uh well, pay per view, and then we're smack dab right in the middle of two WWE pay per views, and one happening, one happens, one about to happen, and had our go, one go home show for Raw, and expecting to obviously another one for SmackDown and Dynamite and all that good stuff. So let's get to it. Hit us up on Twitter at Sunday Slam Show, uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, and all that good stuff. Let's get into all this here. So. Uh, everything outside the ring, first off, um, I, I would like to start off with, uh, and I, I, I do remember correctly, and I normally don't, but I think I do. I had a homework assignment for everybody, and that homework assignment was Dark Side of the Ring, and so...
1: Technically, that homework assignment was just Grizzly Smith's Dark Side of the Ring. It was
0: just Grizzly Smith, Dark Side of the Ring. Okay, good. Which means I did that homework. Okay, good. Um, <laughs> but a, a bonus uh, for extra credit... If you watched uh, the following week, which was last week, uh, Dark Side of the Ring, Dynamite Kid. Good God. Um, so i, I disappointed, uh, to say the least, in The Ultimate Warrior, Dark Side of the Ring. And again, as I mentioned before, I thought AEW's was actually much better. A and E. A and E, good God. See, I'm so used to saying AEW. It's, a, it's e. a lot of A's and E's. Lot. <laughs> That's why. Yes, it It's very hard for me to say different letters. Uh, a and E's. Uh, a biography on Ultimate Warrior was amazing. Yes. was absolutely amazing. Um, so the homework assignment was for Grizzly Smith. And let's do a recap of what we've, we've learned of Grizzly Smith. Going into this, what did you know about Grizzly Smith? All I knew about Grizzly Smith was that uh, Jake Roberts was uh, his son. And there may or may not have been uh, uh, incest. <laughs> but you knew that from back in the day. I I, I knew that vaguely. I, this story was it was very vague to me as far as like I've heard rumors about here and there. Did you hear about Grizzly Smith and Jake Roberts? And all, that's that's and this is from years ago. So I, I never delved into it. I didn't look into it any further. Like my curiosity was never piqued until I saw that this was going to be a Dark Side of the Ring episode.
1: I knew absolutely nothing about it. Okay, like, so this is all news to me.
0: So Grizzly Smith is the father of Jake the Snake Roberts. He was a wrestler during the late 50s and throughout the 60s. And big old motherfucker. He's a big boy and, uh-huh. uh, he, and most of the 70s. So he was around for at least a good two decades. Um, he also was the father of wrestlers uh, Sam Houston mm-hmm. and Rockin' Robin, who at the time would feud like with Randy R- Wendy Richter, who, I don't know if you remember her, she was like... Hey, okay. I mean, I do, because I'm a wrestling fan, right. but... Okay. I was not alive for that. So I didn't think you were alive, and if you if you knew that uh, who she was, but Wendy Richter was like the the biggest name, biggest female name, other than uh, like the Fabulous Moolah was like first and foremost, and then Wendy Richter had like feuds with her back in the day.
1: Who did Cindy Lauper feud with?
0: Cindy Lauper was paired with Wendy. Richter there we go. I knew there was something during there. like during WrestleMania. Yeah, but. Um, but she was also part of. If you want to go even further back, Cyndi Lauper was part of the uh, the, the, brawl, rock, and the sorry, rock and Wrestling Connection. Um, and then they had the uh, the war to the war to end the score. We're going back. We're going back. So this was on MTV. So this is oh. even further back. So, well,
1: not that far back. We're going 1984
0: max. <laughs> well, I mean, okay, so another year. So, it was still it was still like it was still the summer of that year. So, before, like Summerslam was a thing. They had this thing on MTV, which is a huge deal because it cro- basically crossed over into every every person's TV and nobody was really aware of wrestling. And Vince McMahon in his prime, about to go into his prime, was was just huge for him because getting onto another platform other than like the USA Network or on like Superstars uh, this this showed his product to millions of other viewers, and MTV at the time was the shit, <laughs> and it was huge, and there was actually music videos going on. So the idea of having this on I MTV- I remember
1: those days.
0: That, that I do remember. That, that I remember. So having, having music videos, and then having Cyndi Lauper, who was one of the biggest names in the world at the time, mm-hmm. um, associated with this whole thing. And then, if you get to watch Roddy Piper's A uh, and E biography, that's you my, will see that's, that's my next one. You will see, and that one's amazing too. You will see that his connection with Cyndi Lauper, uh, as far as everything heading into WrestleMania One. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm going on a, a very long tangent, but there's there, there will be a point to this. So uh, just a side note with all that thing too, and they they mentioned it also, and I knew this. They mentioned it in the Roddy Piper uh, biography. Is that Cyndi Lauper? Um, was so involved in getting, getting, was so happy and, and interested in getting involved in this world of wrestling, that they uh, like worked this thing out with Piper. That uh, you know it was going to be uh, Captain Lou Albano, mm-hmm. and because so, he was associated with Cindy Lauper, because the girls just want to have fun, and so there was going to be this whole thing uh, with <laughs> with Cindy Lauper getting like this this platinum record, and then Piper comes out, takes the thing, and smashes it over <laughs> over Captain Lou head, and then. Lopper grabs his leg, grabs Piper's leg, and Piper, he, he said, he, he, everybody says he, he, he kicked her. He didn't really kick her. He She was holding on to his leg, and he kind of just, like, flicked her off his leg. That's and kind so it of looks, a kick. It's not really a kick, though. It was kind of like a like a push. <laughs> it was like a push off of his leg. So it didn't. It wasn't like she was here and, like, he kicked her in the stomach. It's like when a dog's humping your leg, and you're just like, come on. That, is, yes, I absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. You just equated Cindy Lopper to a dog. Um... So yeah, oh, okay. Anyway, I'm going off a tangent. Go watch Roddy Piper. It, it's it's really good. Um, so while this is all going down, there was uh, uh wrestlers here and there that were coming in and out. Rock and Robin was one of them. That was that was my tangent. Uh, so Rock and Robin was one of them in the early '80s. That was a very popular women's wrestler. And then Jake the Snake Roberts came along and according to this, according to him, he and he said it many times outside of this platform, that he wanted to get into wrestling to basically please his father. Not to spite his father. Uh well it the way he, he said spite, but the way he made it sound was like because afterwards he was like, Are you proud of me now? Or, like he was he was trying to get that that kind of gratification of yeah. his father's love, <laughs> so to speak. Um, yes, and he did, he did use the word spite, but he, he, he was always getting abused verbally and and sometimes physically by his own father. So come to find out during this <laughs> during this Dark Side of the Ring is that uh, not only was his father verbally abusive to all three, oh, excuse me, all four of his kids because there was a, a, another brother, the, uh, the second brother, to Jake Roberts, that was not a wrestler. Who he gave up for adoption. He gave up for adoption. So right.
1: So I believe the oldest. No, Jake was the oldest, and he was the second oldest. I think something like that. I did watch this a couple of weeks ago, and it's fading from my memory. I'm glad I have notes.
0: <laughs> um, so I'm just going through through these notes here. Uh, so Smith's biological son, Richard. Richard. There you go. So he didn't want to travel, which is why he didn't get into the lifestyle of wrestling um jake roberts enjoyed the lifestyle uh sam houston uh according to jim Cornette, was a solid technical wrestler uh let's see here uh roberts made fans believe that he was a snake in the grass even though he he actually admits and i did not know this that he was deathly afraid of snakes yeah (laughs) so go figure (laughs) and he said that the the name and the moniker jake the snake roberts uh was a metaphor of him being a snake, a snake in the grass. But yeah. then, when he got to WWE, he got the call from from Biny Mac. He's like, "Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna slap <laughs> you on with an actual snake." <laughs> and that I wasn't he wasn't too uh, keen on that. But, well, that was
1: the time, you know. Yeah, like going back to what we're gonna talk uh, in a couple minutes. The British Bulldogs probably, if they were outside of WWE, would not have had an actual bulldog, right? But because they were formed inside the WWF at the time. Yeah, yeah. out with you
0: had to have an animal with him. Coco, beware too. Coco, beware had to have a bird. Um, so, uh, so we learned that uh, there were uh, visible, uh, verbal, and uh, physical abuse towards the kids, towards the the uh, the Roberts clan, the Smith clan, um, and that the most surreal part of this entire thing is that Grizzly Smith uh, married. Underage girls, yes, and that his second uh, underage wife, underage of uh, uh, legal uh, consent wife, and he would basically sexually abuse uh, Jake and Robin. Yeah, um, not a real name. Um, so <laughs> that's, I mean, just the just the idea, uh, just the idea of of having this life where he's, he's wrestling to, to spite slash please his father. And yet the, the entire time they're going back and forth. Like, and they're, they're both of their stories while they weren't together during this episode, like Robin and Jake both had this, the same accounts of being yeah. physically assaulted and sexually assaulted by, by the father and the you know, the stepmom. And it's just, and the, the mother, you know, the mother being like, in her teens you know when they were married uh, it just it was a whole weird thing and then also grizzly smith uh, during his travels with his wife would would find other underage girls and that uh, you know rock and robin basically at one point uh, found this one girl that uh, was traveling with him and rescued her yeah. <laughs> and uh, saw the signs that he, she was kind of being uh, kidnapped in this whole situation and rescued her and <laughs> i mean just Absolutely insane! I, I just this is, this is a crazy episode.
1: Well, I think the the biggest uh, insane part about it was the sister that got kidnapped. Joe, oh, that's right. I'm sorry. Oh, jeez, that's right. That was a very big focal point of the episode. They yeah. uh, they had a sister who was kidnapped, and the way they make it seem is that she was kidnapped. That the father, that Grizzly Smith, had something to do with the kidnapping because she was too happy she was too happy she was too happy in her life she had a kid she was doing well in her life she wasn't a wrestler Lynn, I believe is her name which is a very southern name very southern yeah, name uh, anything with Lynn attached to it very southern <laughs> Um, oh. but yeah that was a it was an incri- it was so weird I had a cringe
0: on my face the whole time watching this this episode <sighs> But I was still intrigued by it. Jolyn asked if Robin felt safe. Robin believed that Jolyn went through the same abuse at the hands of their father. Two weeks later, Jolyn would be kidnapped while Robin, Richard, and Michael Houston uh, were all at a roller skating rink. They received a call to come home. When they did, they were informed of Jolin's kidnapping. Richard took it the hardest as he was closest to Jolyn. Jolin was with her infant son, Ted, when she was abducted by two assailants. When authorities arrived on the scene, they saw the baby, totally fine, in his crib. They would also find menacing letters l- leading them to the ex-wife of JoLynn's husband. She would confess to the kidnapping. However, she claimed that JoLynn escaped shortly after the abduction. This led to a massive investigation, each including a psychic. Uh, JoLynn's body was never recovered, making a murder case impossible. It was believed by former chief of police of Tatum, Texas. Carl G- Carl Gage that her body was brought to an incinerator to eliminate any evidence. The only information Smith's children received was from him the ex-wife of Jolyn's husband was convicted of aggravated kidnapping. Oh my god!
1: The whole thing just takes a, a wild twist. The focus, the the first half, of the first half of the episode was all about was all about Jake and 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 it was all about wrestlers and them getting abused physically, mentally, and sexually when they were children. And then it turns into a kidnapping case. The whole episode was just absolutely incredible. Now, do you remember, I don't know if it says it on there, do you remember what is Jake's real name? Yeah, uh, it started with an A. Do you remember? Uh, And and he's named after his father, because it's a junior. Aurelian Smith Jr. Aurelian Smith Jr. That is a wild fucking name. Yeah.
0: Aurelian Smith Jr.
1: That's crazy. Um, no wonder he wanted to just go
0: by Jake the Snake <laughs> Roberts. Or Willian Smith Jr. I mean, I I, I, listen, I, I feel like, and the, the other part of that too is that with that name, he goes. <clears throat> excuse me. Jake goes. Uh, that 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 person is gone. <laughs> like, and I believe it too. I believe that he is Jake Roberts. Yeah. And that he said that. Oh, Smith. If he ever brought him out, he would have to like deal with. It would with, be a twelve-year-old uh, or something. Yeah. He'd have to bring like, bring him out and. Yeah. Um that was just
1: the whole episode was cringe. It was yeah. cringe. That's the only way to describe it. Yeah, absolutely. Is that it was cringe. Yeah. And you never really think that stuff like this happened. But I know. It did. Ah, uh, so crazy episode there. So part of me wants to say that was the time, like with the with the young children. Because you look back, and people like Jerry Lee Lewis, who married his 14-year-old cousin, but that was somehow accepted way back, Well, <clears throat> way back in the well, day. Well, I mean, even then, it wasn't ex- that accepted. It wasn't, ex- it wasn't that accepted, but no. nobody makes mention of that nowadays. Uh, I mean... Can we get a dark side of the ring on Jerry Lee Lewis? <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: uh, watch the movie. Um, oh, it's, the, uh, the one with Dennis Quaid? Dennis Quaid and uh, Winona Ryder. God damn. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, Okay, so there was Dark Side of the Ring with Grizzly Smith. That was just a crazy episode. And then the following week, we get into Dark Side of the Ring with Dynamite Kid. And you thought Grizzly Smith was crazy. That was just crazy in its own right. But if you did not know about Dynamite Kid, uh, he paired up with... um, with uh, Davey, Davey Boy, Boy Smith. Smith, thank you, to make the British Bulldogs, and uh, they were a very successful uh, tag team in the eighties, one winning uh, numerous championships. Uh, Dynamite Kid starting off his his um basically going from Stampede Wrestling in Canada to like all of Japan Pro Wrestling. He was trained in the dungeon. He I was believe. in the dungeon. Yeah. yeah. So he, uh, excuse me. He was uh, he was a dungeoner, and so his start in wrestling. His real name Thomas Billington. Uh, his start in wrestling, and that's just, from from Stampede to All Japan, was just this kind of style of wrestling where it's, you know, throw everything at the wall and have no kind of regard for your body. And that would, you know, uh, fast forward to the end of his life and, and it was just horrendous to his body. But uh, he took wrestling way too seriously. And that is yeah. an understatement. <laughs> he took it way too seriously. Yeah. Um so uh he I mean, I mean this is uh, did, did uh, well I, I don't know if you saw it but um, I did not see it. I remember
1: very little about the Dynamite Kid. I do know how much he influenced wrestling today. Right. Like his influence on wrestling is seen today. So which is crazy. He but I did forget to watch this one. Well, i have uh, get a chance get a, chance a little busy. Yeah. That's
0: that I'm literally going to go home and watch it after this. Yeah, that, absolutely. <laughs> Um, so, and they had, uh, Mick Foley, uh, interviewed here because he he wrestled, uh, Dynamite on several occasions. Um, part of this, we we talked about, uh, regarding Dynamite Kid as one of his heroes. He faced, um, he faced the, uh, the British Bulldogs in a tag team match. And then Foley recalls taking a serious hit from Dynamite. As a result, Foley's jaw was dislocated. (laughs) He couldn't eat solid food for three weeks. Um... They they interviewed uh, his his ex wife. Uh, uh, they interviewed uh, Bret Hart's ex wife also um, during all this. So Michelle Michelle uh, Michelle uh, Billington was married to Dynamite Kid. She was the sister of Julie Hart, who was the ex wife of Bret Hart. And if you watch Bret oh, Hart's that's biography... The,
1: that's the connection.
0: If you watch Bret Hart's... Yes. <laughs> if you watch Bret Hart's biography, he's now married to a uh, like a black Asian woman, a Blasian woman who's... Uh, Named Stephanie. That, that I do Stephanie remember. Stephanie in her 30s. Yes. Right. So that's that's a, a whole other story. Anywho, um, <laughs> they interviewed uh, uh, Dan Spivey, uh, uh, Scott McGee, Dan Spivey, who... Was a huge. it mean, wasn't a huge wrestler. He was physically huge, but he looks like good guy. <laughs> he, he looks like shit now. Um, <laughs> so there was that. Uh, the idea of um, uh, of again of him and his physical toll on his body. He had uh, just his behavior also was just insanely erratic. Um, and uh, I'm trying to get to uh, the notes here where I show. Oh, so he had a he had a hun televised match in 1986 that it was basically he had a like a it was like a back body drop that mm-hmm. uh that took him out like his his back crumbled and his ex-wife said that uh his his uh basically the like his spinal cord like was just uh, the the bones in his, his spine was basically just like crumbled jeez <laughs> so he uh he finished that match um he recovered for a couple months he came back to the ring he still wasn't like fully ready to go so it's not like this is like today where someone like you know Daniel Bryan or Edge <laughs> could take a couple years off because you know you were actually hurt and if 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 Dynamite kid had that injury he he would be back the the next day oof uh Dynamite kid also had a huge they they <laughs> interviewed uh, uh Jacques Rougeau of the Fabulous Rougeaus and there was a story of, this This was my favorite story of, of this whole thing. So if you ever watch Dark Side of the Ring with Dino Bravo, you're, you already know that Dino Bravo was involved in the mob and killed yes. off. In, Allegedly. Okay. Anyway, killed off by the mob. Allegedly. So you say. So he was definitely killed off by the mobs. So- Allegedly.
1: Come on. We don't need that type of heat, man. <laughs>
0: By the by the, the Canadian mob. Yeah. Uh,
1: <laughs> they killed Dino Bravo. They can easily kill one of us. Both of us. Murdered dead. So by the mob. Allegedly. So, come on, dude. No, I'm not You're going backing there. us into a corner, man. <laughs> 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 Nothing alleged
0: about it. <laughs> Nothing alleged about it. He was dead, dead, dead. Anyway. So that's another another story for another time. Um Jacques Rougeau uh said that he was uh bullied by uh uh Dynamite Kid. At one point, took uh, like brass knucks and punched Dynamite Kid, and said, "If you uh, basically, if you mess with me again, I'm I'm just paraphrasing this whole thing. Mess with me again, I'm uh, coming after you." And so he knew that he had connections. Uh, Dynamite knew that somehow Rougeau had connections, or said that he would he would come after him and his family with Dino, <laughs> like like he would get Dino and his connections allegedly. Thank to, you. See? But that's not a legend. That's not that story's not a legend. He said he said that he would get Dino and his his cohorts to basically go after Dynamite. And so he then had his his family move. <laughs> and, wow. and that was it. And that was the end of his, his career. And so then he would, he would go back to Japan, even though he was uh, if you watch the, if you watch this episode and you see towards the end, he's like a shell of himself. Like he is like, you know, Dynamite Kid was a huge mofo. And yeah. so now he's like Half more than half of his size now. He's a skinny, like runty guy. He looks all drawn out and and decrepit. And he's he's returns to Japan, and then he's still he's, his his condition gets worse, and to the point where he is in a wheelchair. And so he at that point also he left uh, home, left his wife and his kids, uh, left his uh, wife who was also still pregnant with his with his youngest moved uh, and to, to uh, Japan to wrestle and that was it. And so then his final days was uh, back in uh, Europe. and so his daughter tells a story of asking his she's asked her younger daughter if they wanted to go visit him. she said absolutely not. So the oldest daughter went and saw him in his last days uh, and she gives us this, re- this <laughs> recount of, of her last days with like visiting him. In his wheelchair holding his hand and it was just like him being apologetic as far as everything that that happened went down and so sorry for the way he treated you know their mother and, and them it's so sad yeah so and then he uh he passed away uh in 2018 so it's this is only a God couple, damn, couple years i thought ago. that was so much longer so <laughs> passed away a couple years ago. i mean he so he went through years and years of of pain um and uh yeah, so he he, shit. he just passed away, and I believe that was not of uh, not of natural causes. Um, a stroke. He, he he suffered a stroke in 2013, and passed away in 2018. Oof. So yeah, his 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 end life uh the this life at his end uh was not uh, ideal for anybody, and it's just a way to go. So basically, you have a short, I mean, in, in retrospect, a very short career to have the rest of your life just trudge along in a wheelchair yeah yeah uh, not good but just like just a crazy episode and so that is dark side of the ring man i i'm i, I want to know what uh what's coming up this week but i will check that out and we'll research that and see what's up uh for tomorrow's episode uh what do you have before we get into uh takeover uh in your house and all things wrestling uh what do you have outside uh the ring Uh, Leo Rush will be retiring from pro wrestling. Okay.
1: He suffered a separated AC joint, I believe, which is in your shoulder. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And uh, he was supposed to sign a contract with AEW. Mm -hmm. And he would have been the first uh, pro wrestler, I think, ever to have two different contracts with two different companies. Because he is still signed to New Japan. Okay. So... I believe he suffered an injury during his. Wait,
0: doesn't someone like. What does John Moxley have?
1: John Moxley's just. He's not signed to New Japan. Okay. Leo Rush is signed to New Japan. And he was going to sign another contract with AEW. Gotcha. Then that didn't go because he eventually retired from pro wrestling. But the weird part about it is, is that he said once he gets healed, he will fulfill all of his obligations to New Japan. Mm hmm. So he's not really retiring from pro wrestling. He, it seems like he wants to go on a Derek Jeter type tour. Remember when Jeter retired, and, and every single ballpark he went to, they they gifted him something. Yeah, it seems like that's what he wants. Like he's just okay. gonna go on this retirement tour after he gets healthy and fill out all of his obligations and all of his dates to New Japan. But, but he's retired. But he's retired. But he still has to fulfill obligations to New Japan. But how's he going to do that if he's retired?
0: I don't know. It doesn't like it doesn't make any sense. could so pull a uh, uh, Brian Pillman, yeah. <laughs> just like <laughs> go around and, and I mean, like, hell, what, the what? last time
1: he did this, he released a new album or a new song or something. <laughs> okay. So I wouldn't be surprised if he was releasing something, you know, hmm. while he's injured. I but can. he is actually injured. That's a shoot, brother. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> uh, and, uh, you see the x-ray, like he posted the x-ray of, of his shoulder and it's, it's wow. pretty jacked up, yeah. but it's pretty wild. Okay. Um, I did watch the Bret Hart documentary since we're still on, we, we had discussed that earlier. Sure. And, uh, it, it was astonishing, but also not surprising that they didn't mention any of the bad parts about that SummerSlam match in 92.
0: Hmm. Right.
1: Like If you watch it, you see like, oh, I had my my sister and I was wrestling my brother-in-law and then it goes to the sister and she's like, it's my brother and my husband and I don't know what to do. But they mentioned nothing about the British Bulldog not being there mentally. Hmm. Like He was pretty much not there. He was all strung out on drugs and they made no mention of that whatsoever. I couldn't believe that. But then I remembered you have Vince McMahon in a documentary. They're probably not going to mention the bad side of it true it was odd uh got a big pop from me when vince goes
0: but uh, i'm sorry i'm sorry Uh, now that i think about that so (laughs) and that happens a lot too as far as like some of the other documentaries they will they will mention the bad things but to a certain point like if you're talking about uh wwe and wwe themselves have gone into the montreal screw job on many occasions so, something like that is okay, but something that is drug related, I have yet to see anything about that in any or WWE. Or steroid related, if you Or, think ste- about or it. steroid related, yeah. Or steroid related, anything in WWE uh, that they would show yeah. uh, in that. Um, it's because I think they have court cases
1: about it, had court cases about it, at least, about different drug use. Steroids for sure. We know that.
0: So, like they did that with, uh, I'm trying to think if they did with Ultimate Warrior at Dark Side. Um, about his drug use. About his drug use. Yeah. Mm. I, don't that's re- okay. I don't remember. That's anything I don't remember about. I'm about just trying the- to think if like Dark Side would would tell you something that WWE wouldn't. Oh, that's true. And I can't say vice that's versa because they wouldn't. They wouldn't do vice versa. <laughs> like Darkside would definitely have. They have no qualms about not divulging anything. Um, I don't know. <laughs> it's it, it, is, it is coincidental also that you, when you mention it. Um, it got
1: a really big pop for me when Vince goes, he's really good at spitting. Okay. (laughs) All right. Cause they were, they were, it was during the time where they were doing the, uh, the screw job part of the, of the episode and Vince just goes, you know, he's, he's really good at spitting. (laughs) It was was hilarious. (laughs) Okay. Um, I didn't realize that the Brett screwed Brett segment was eight days at, like it wasn't, I thought it was the day after the screw job. Instead of a whole week after, and you can mm-hmm. still see—and I never noticed it—you can still see him sporting that shiner. For oh,
0: sure. Yeah. Well, that's why you—you know—it was, was a while back, a while after, because it, it, it couldn't have been the next day because he had a huge shiner from Brett.
1: Well, yeah, like, I always thought it was the next day because I thought the the the, the sock was—I thought it was fake.
0: I thought uh, he didn't actually punch him. Oh, right. No, he he, he definitely he, he definitely him. fucking he, he, he definitely him got him in front of his own son. <laughs> he knocked him in front of Shane. Uh, Yeah, and I did not
1: know that he had a stroke back in 2002. Yeah, that was that was a that was
0: a huge thing. That was a huge deal. Yeah, yeah, that was really big.
1: That was that was in the news. Yeah, Yeah. I didn't I didn't remember
0: that at all. That was a huge deal. Uh, The way he made it sound, I don't I don't remember if he directly blamed him, but um, not directly, but mm, somewhat. I mean, (laughs) hey Billy, uh, it's subliminally in there. uh, Hey Bill, uh, you you screwed up another career. Um, Yeah. Funny enough, ironically, they showed um, a Monday Night Raw where it was Goldberg coming out, and he was it was the go home episode for the the Saudi show that he had with Undertaker, mm-hmm. and uh, and now seeing um, you know last ride uh, with Taker and seeing how that almost ended his life, yeah, <laughs> that that match because Goldberg just doesn't know how to wrestle. Um, it's all just circles back to this this moment with Bret Hart where he basically just kicked his head off yeah. <laughs> in a WCW match.
1: And they, they um, put it out in slow motion too. That thing was gnarly. Man. I mean,
0: gnarly. Like concussed beyond concussed. And uh yeah, you imagine like that's the, that, that one kick just affected like you had this whole Hall of Fame career as one of the greatest wrestlers of all time. Of all time. And it's not hyperbole of all time. And he's you on some to, people's Mount Rushmore. Absolutely, he, he, one of the and probably the best technical wrestler you'll ever see in your life. Um, and he gets this match with this like jabroni wrestler who has absolutely no idea what he's doing, other than just to be large and menacing. And he, he almost just a cavitation. Well, he you. was he was large and he was menacing. But but that's At why he but that's why he was in the ring just because he was large and menacing. And, yeah. and he kicked your head off <laughs> like he almost a cavitation. Um, yeah. So just Yeah good a great was, doc it No was. that was all I had about About Bret Hart
1: uh, The last thing I have here So We had gotten a new uh, Face in AEW Yes Andrade hey. El Idolo I'm sorry who? Andrade Yeah El Idolo <laughs> Is all elite Hello
0: like, But, but <laughs> What does El Idolo mean? The idol Andre the Idol? Yeah. Andrade the Idol. So He's, I, the, I, he's the top. He's, love, he's the big guy. I love that we can take all these WWE guys and just take their name and then add something to well, it. Well,
1: that was what he went as. He went as that on the indies previously. Got it. He was always Andrade and all that stuff, and then he added the El Idolo to it. He also went by La Sombra when he had his mask, because mm. he did wrestle under a mask for a little bit. But I will say this. Here's the reason why I want a pentagon I'm sorry Penta El Cero Miedo there you go yes versus Andrade match mm. it turns out the original pentagon like mm. CMLL AAA the original pentagon is Andrade's uncle okay uh, his name was Jesus Andrade Salas and if you work it right if you do everything correctly, that match between the two of them would be one of the greatest storylines ever. Mm-hmm. You can do it across however many freaking companies you want to do it across. Right. Um, Andrade will be facing Kenny Omega soon for the AAA title, mm-hmm. so we will, that will probably be his first. Uh, Andrade will take on Kenny Omega at... Triple A Triple Mania, one two, nine twenty nine. <laughs> okay, I had to. Are you counting them all? <laughs> I, no, I had to read Roman numerals, okay. and I just had to get that.
0: <laughs> one two nine twenty nine. <laughs> yeah,
1: in August for the Triple A Mega Campeonato Mega okay. Campion I don't know. Oh uh, yeah, got it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, the dream match with Andrade and Pentagon and Penta. Sorry, would be absolutely amazing. And something that people don't know, uh, Samurai del Sol, right? Mm. They made Octagon in AAA, who was supposed to be the complete opposite of Pentagon. Mm. And when Penta took on this Pentagon character in AAA, Mm. Octagon was given to this guy named Samurai del Sol, who most people might know as... The former, Kalisto. Ah, so maybe Kalisto's going back to AAA, Hmm. take on this whole octagon persona again. Who knows what we're going to see with that? But look, she's circling back. You could have so many storylines with the three of those people, Hmm. those luchadors, and that is going to be the future of lucha libre wrestling right there. So you might as well take with it.
0: You might as well take the ball and run with it. Okay. Uh, I will say, uh, uh, just on a, a bitching uh, aspect of it, I didn't like the way they they introduced him. I didn't like how they, they brought him on. Uh, I know that they, they have him with uh, Vicky Guerrero. But it was just, <clears throat> excuse me, it, it, it was, at least for me in that moment, it, it was awesome that it was, oh my God, it was Andrade. And, and then I'm thinking back on it, I'm like, they first had Vicky on the mic in front of a huge crowd. Yeah. Um. And they, they, they were just all like raining down on her with booze, <laughs> and you missed in the booing and her telling everybody to shut up that she said Andrade. Yeah. <laughs> and everybody was still booing, and so they, they, you didn't see it like fade out until people realized and saw it down the ramp. Oh shit! There's Andrade on the ramp. So it kind of took a little moment away from me as far as like a little bit as far as his introduction into the company. Because the way it just shifted, and you heard the booze kind of like all of a sudden just shift into into cheering.
1: And Excalibur tried to tried to recover it.
0: Yes, he was like, "Oh my god, oh my god." Yes, he did. Did did he just? Did she just? Did she just just say? Did she just say what she said? Yeah, yeah, right, right. And and for everybody at home, but we saw it at home. Like we saw who we saw kind of an image, and right, he was saying that. So I I don't know. Uh, That was just my little two cents. I feel like they could have done that a little better. And this this pairing with the two of them is is interesting. (laughs) <laughs> it's a it makes lead. sense though um okay
1: he is uh, i'm not going to say he has always been reviewed as but he i would say he is the next incarnation of eddie carrero mm. which i i feel like a lot of people could agree with that okay so the logical thing were to put him with eddie's mm. Widow. <laughs> sure, okay. okay. All right. I will see. What I was going to but... say ex-wife at first, but I, just... I remembered they got back together. Yeah, they were together. They were and together. Then they he were together died. Yes, and then he died. Yes.
0: So, um, I will see what happens. I'm, I'm excited that he's he's there. I, you know, give give wrestlers that are good a chance. <laughs> you know, um, I, I feel like people who people like Alistair Black, who there's rumors that he'll he'll be back. Um, he should go. He should. Go he should. The storylines
1: you can have there. Yeah, he I, shouldn't I, do it like the person. I don't think he should go down a level in the WWE like someone we just saw debut mm-hmm. again,
0: mm-hmm. which we'll get to in a second. We we'll, we'll get to in a, in a very <laughs> hot second. Uh, I, as I as I think on the spot, <laughs> I'm just trying to think of like with wrestlers that sh- first of all should have been let go, and the ones that were let go. Like we'll talk about, <laughs> like Triple H is like, you know what, you should not have been like, oh, come over here, yeah, um, and he has the wherewithal to kind of see that. So again, people like, like Alicia Black, um, I'm trying to think of, of other release talent, Braun. <sighs> I, I could, I'll, I'll tell you this. I, I don't want him. You know what, I, I, can do without him, honestly.
1: Yeah, but the, the I, I want to see what Braun can do because we don't know what Braun can do, without a thumb over him without him having to stick to a script. And the person who got him (sighs) into the WWE in the first place Mm. is on TNT now. Right. Right. Technically. Yeah. Kind of. (laughs) Um, And you have two of the biggest big men in, in history on, on, in, in A and E's back, A, aha, uh-huh. A A W. All right, see now I get why you're. I get, I get why you're. Too many A's, too many E's. There are too many A's, too many E's. Uh, but you have two of the greatest big men in history in AEW's back pocket. Right. One of them being the person who got Braun Strowman into the business, mm. plucked him from strongman competition and put him into the into the wrestling business. And now that's what he wants to do. Just
0: saying Vince had absolutely no idea what to do with him. For the last how many ever many years, Braun Strowman has been in WWE. No, hmm.
1: I think Isn't he it, had he had it. an inkling of what to do with him when he won the fucking Saudi Arabian title, which is hilarious. <laughs>
0: Rest the <laughs> peace to that uh, that reign. That was great. <laughs> a One of my days. <laughs> it was the
1: greatest reign in, in modern day history,
0: like eleven hundred days. Something like that.
1: But I think they were trying to do something after that, and then it just didn't go anywhere. Hmm. Then they gave him the title pretty much, because nobody wanted to see Goldberg win. <laughs>
0: that's that's essentially what what it came down to. I mean, it just it, even with the title, it was just like there was no kind of like interest in pushing, wanting to see him as a as a title holder after he finally got it. It just took forever. He should have, he should have had a you know way before he did. Yeah, he should have had it when there were fans in the arena. I mean, it's all hindsight. He didn't know there was gonna be a pandemic a global pandemic um but he should have probably had it long before that <clears throat> and then they finally strapped it on him there was nobody in the arena to kind of have him f- you know, give feedback same thing with drew um that's
1: the one i feel the most bad for right he and should have gotten that pop like with, with fans
0: fans and now he's not going to get it because well we'll get we'll get to what's going to happen with hell and Cell because this might be drew's last Raw in the title picture and, I, uh, I
1: think it should be. It, it, it needs to be. We're getting <laughs> because, we're getting the Roman Reigns treatment with Drew McIntyre. I'm yeah. talking Roman Reigns 2015. Right, You're getting that treatment with Drew McIntyre, and, 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 I, and I don't like it.
0: And over and over, he like, got booed. <laughs> he got booed at Mania. I know. It's like wait, we're seeing this again. I know. It seems like we we, we I, I I understand. Listen, wrestling. This is how wrestling is, has always been, from from time you know, memoriam. It's 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 just the idea of these storylines. And I just mentioned it uh, previously before as far as Roddy Piper and the, the, the war to settle the score and that being on MTV. And then fast forward to a year later, we're on WrestleMania 1 with the two of them uh, going at it. So Some might call it a tale as old as time. Tale as old as time. As old as wrestling time. The idea of a <laughs> storyline continuing on has been going on forever. I understand that. I get it. But for some reason, I don't know why, but in the last like year or two, with like edge and randy orton and randy orton and, and drew and drew and lashley like these storylines have just gone on and on and on and it's just like okay we get it like the, the the surprise and this and for me and this whole thing was that Randy Orton actually won the title in one of those <laughs> in one of those matches yeah. with true that it just kept going and it's like oh my God we broke it up with something new oh oh shit and then he dropped the belts okay great it just so. the
1: only reason that was to get him into the third longest <laughs> third third most championship reigns
0: in WWE history just like the idea of giving uh, New Day the belts to break uh, Demolition's <laughs> long long standing uh, record. Um, which is that that one was long that was long that, one that long. was again just to kind of drop the past and and to put records onto new people um hence why someone at some point is going to break rick flair's record and well rick flair i'm pretty sure
1: came out and said that he wants it to be either Cena or, or Cena or orton. orton so which if he asked me to put a bow onto all of it it should be orton because or he literally came up Orton came up with five. They should be Orton. Right. It should be Orton. It shouldn't be Cena. Right. They should both get to sixteen and then fight for it. Right.
0: Loser retires. <laughs> Loser retires. So so Cena and you Orton. You just
1: see right before Randy gives an RKO, you see Randy go, I love you. No, I don't. <laughs> no, he don't. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't.
0: Uh, so Orton's at thirteen, correct? Fourteen, I believe. He's at fourteen. Yeah.
1: I think him and Hunter are tied.
0: And Cena is at sixteen, 16 so Ord needs to win two more somehow, some way. Yeah, I mean, he's not even in the title picture at all. <laughs> for that no. to even happen, so it, <laughs> which
1: which I don't want him to get away from this current storyline with Matt Riddle. Though.
0: Oh no, no, it should definitely this should definitely go till because
1: this is the greatest part of Monday Night
0: Raw. It, right it's now. the only good part of Monday Night Raw, and we'll get to that also. But the and how just absolutely insane Monday Night Raw is. Um. In, in insane in that it's just horrible. Um, what else you got? That's it. All right, so let's talk about uh, let's, let's 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 really just quickly go over Dynamite. We'll go over the week here and then uh uh nothing really of of note with with uh, SmackDown other than the fact that uh, the Usos at some point are going to it looks like they're going to f- either face each other or uh or get in line. Or Jay is gonna turn on, on Roman at some point here. Um see I don't know. Well I, I do like the I do like the line that he calls he called him Jimmy. <laughs> he said, "Yeah, hey Jimmy." And then he was like, "I'm Jay." And I was like, "Oh, it doesn't matter at this point." This is the first time
1: really? in history where we can clearly tell the two of them apart. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> yes, absolutely. I'm
0: like, I see Jimmy. I see Jay. I know them now, and I they also got two different shirts. I now. Say, <laughs> it's not even the hair now. It's the shirts. Like the right hand man. Okay, I know who you are. I get it now. Thank you. Thank you, Vince, for your first smart move in forever. Um, so there, there was there was that whole whole thing there. Um, for AEW which by the way is just getting destroyed in the ratings uh, because, yeah, because of because of Roman Reigns it's because it's solely because of Roman it's Reigns
1: it's solely because of Roman Reigns
0: <laughs> it is solely because of him listen um, I tune
1: in as soon I, I'll tell you this right now as I, soon I as I get I out of work it. I get out of work at 10 on Friday Okay. so as soon as that 10 o'clock time hits I throw that shit on my phone and I, I literally listen to it on the ride home <laughs> I can't. glance down every couple every couple seconds just to see if anything big
0: happens. Right, right. I can't. I, uh, I I can't. Like as far as like I, I watch it, I start watching it at ten o'clock, and I'm like nodding off by eleven. <laughs> like it's just it's it's a hard time to have a it is show like this, and and it wasn't like this this dynamite was anything special. It really wasn't, but it's just a hard time to like to stay in on track. First of all. You, first of all, and according to numbers, you're not getting any of the bounce back from SmackDown. No' they're um,
1: getting I think they're getting maybe 500 500,000. yes. average. yeah. Um, which is not good. No, it's not. And so which, which that, that's your I, I new think, time slot
0: too. I don't think that's see, that sucks.
1: That's your new rampage time slot. That's the time slot where Mark Henry's going to
0: shine. Well, not to anybody. <laughs> I, I don't think it's so much the the day. Like it could be it could have been uh after Raw. I don't it's care. the time. It's the time. It well, could have been on Tuesday or
1: o'clock. After Raw is way too late.
0: Oh yeah, that's that, that, that <laughs> is true. I'm not watching I'm not watching eleven to, to, yeah. to one. <laughs> it's not happening. Um, I'm
1: putting a podcast on YouTube and nodding off. <laughs> like, that's what I'm
0: doing. <laughs> that's a, I'm fading away. Yeah. Um You could put Tuesday can go back on a Wednesday at ten o'clock. It doesn't matter what day you had it on. It's, the it's ten the o'clock time. is just it's it's, yeah. it's way too late. Um and, and so of all the things that I'm looking at with the the lineup of what happens, uh, the Christian Cage versus Angelico, Helico match, was actually really good. Uh, I give Angelico credit, and I give Cage uh, credit for putting him over like that, but that was that was actually a really good opening match. Um, I do give credit to AEW for just having opening matches, instead of doing the WWE uh, trope where they just have uh, someone on a mic for you know, a hot second, and then... They get into a match every, and it happens every week. Mm-hmm. Uh, they just automatically just open up with a match. Um, young Bucks versus and uh, Cutler versus uh, Death Triangle and, and Eddie Kingston. That was really good. Um, I do like the dynamic with Eddie Kingston and and Pack. Uh, try to see what else here uh, of of any note. Oh, we got uh, the announcement of a of a, a South Beach Strap match. The South Beach Strap match. Um, okay. Yeah. All I'm, right. I, I'm sure. I like we, can, we can do that. No, no. You want it? No, I do
1: want it. But. I don't understand why you have to cater to the set. Like, uh, it's weird. Why do you have to call it a South Beach Strap Match? Just because it's take. Why can't you just call it a Strap Match?
0: Because it's happening in. In like, South Beach. No, I do get that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's happening in uh, Miami. No, uh, I understand that. Well, why does it act It wasn't called a a Jacksonville bull rope match last week.
0: <laughs> well, I I mean, well, well, we'll get also to the other the other aspect which I should have brought up during. We'll talk about it right now since we're talking about AEW. Um, you don't think that during this here, which I, I'll say on the mic in a second, that they won't uh-huh. have like a New York street fight. <laughs> Well, yeah. So yeah. So there you go. All right. So, so
1: you know what? I take it back. There you go. AEW. I take everything
0: back. Which, by the way, I forgot to mention during the outside the ring talk. AEW is officially making their New York Dynamite debut. New York City debut. It is New not York City. the tri-state area. Yeah, it's not the state. Not in the
1: shadows of New York. Right. It's
0: not. It's not uh, in Rochester or Syracuse. It is in Queens, New York, and this is happening in the September. Tickets going on sale. July, this will happen September 22nd at of all places, of all venues. Yeah, the weirdest place in the world. The weirdest venue I've ever heard of for a wrestling match, which I, I, you know what, I'm all for now because I want to see how this actually pulls off. I've been inside, I've never seen an actual tennis match, but it's at the Arthur Ash Tennis Stadium in Flushing, New York, in Uh, in the shadow of City Field. Is it still called? Ew. It is. Is it? I thought it's not the Billie Jean King tennis stadium i know it's a billy jean king uh uh it's not facility her name is attached to it somewhere but the actual stadium is arthur Ashe. okay but yes the Billie main jean-
1: stadium where serena would would play in a grand slam final correct it's called the Arth- arthur okay, ash yes but
0: Billie jean king her name is I, I would like to look this up also her name is attached somewhere to the, the yeah the facility I think it might be area.
1: one of the smaller uh it might be one of the smaller tennis courts outside of like there might be a smaller tennis center
0: outside "Quote in the shadows of the Arthur Ashe uh, Tennis Stadium." I think, but I think, I think Arthur Ashe is in Billie Jean King's, like the the, not the lot, but the. Any, anyway, I, I will look it up. Before the end of this episode, we will look that up. Um, but yeah, so September twenty second, Arthur Ashe Tennis Stadium uh, in Flushing, we will be there. The the event is uh, having the special name of the Dynamite Grand Slam. Get it. Um, we will be there, and we, and we will be there. Uh, I I'm just curious to this venue because if you look at it, like a tennis arena, it's not like a stadium where you like your your seats are kind of like regular like levels. These are like very steep seats. It's like arena seats. Kind yeah. You ever been to the Barclays? Yeah. How they're just
1: all like each level is just on top of each other. Yes. Like, like looking. Could, I I I saw a net game a couple years ago and i could just like almost look straight down at the court. That's exactly what
0: this is exactly what it's going to be. Like yeah. it's just like Which I'm you, not mad at. That's uh, that's what i'm saying. It's going to be interesting venue and where it's going to be outside. <laughs> so it's nothing well uh, not necessarily. Yes, necessarily. Does no, that has a dome.
1: That has a roof. Does it? Yeah. That was the whole big stink about the tennis stadium when it got rebuilt uh, because okay. the tennis stadium got rebuilt with a roof mm-hmm. or no they put a roof on the tennis stadium But the baseball stadium where there are more fucking events—that's literally right next door to Mm -hmm. it—doesn't have a. It got built brand new, and did not include a a retractable roof. That's that's a. That's the Mets.
0: Well, that's the gripe of all stadiums. The Yankee Stadium could have done the same thing too, but
1: Yankee Stadium could have done the same exact same thing. The
0: but the amount apparently the the amount of money that it would have taken to build a retractable roof would not have justified. uh, And this is what this is what in two thousand nine what we were told would not have justified the cost meanwhile uh and Michael K has brought this point up er- earlier on and it makes absolute sense the idea is that you don't use it just for Yankee games. You can no. have this as a year-round venue, and you can have concerts there, and you can have other things going on where you can exactly. just put the roof over it.
1: You could have a wrestling and, fucking event. And not,
0: you could have a wrestling event. You can also have baseball games where, again, if it's just the, the few and far between moments where you do have to put the roof over because it's going to rain, you would have the 162 games played out. The entirety of the way, and not have rainouts or do these other stupid double headers. Now, where you have seven innings for for a baseball game. I'm sorry, I'm griping. Um, anyway, I agree with the gripe. <laughs> it just I it makes absolutely it. no sense. So you know, and, and again, it, it, he was right. It just it put concerts in there, put other event, events in there where you can have it like a MSG or like a Barclay where you know, instead of having just 20,000 people max if that. You can have 50,000, 60,000 people in an in an arena yeah. and play it like it's, you know, uh, a smaller kind of uh, MetLife or, you know, but nicer. <laughs> I'd rather go to City Field and or or Yankee Stadium and watch an, uh, a concert there than have to go to to MetLife. You know, like it just oh, that's so true. It, it MetLife is the worst. Um, <laughs> it's just it, it's it just makes no sense. So anyway, we are happy to announce, at least I'm speaking for us right here. Yes. New York City debut, September 22nd. Um, 23,000 roughly. For Arthur Ashe. 23,000. Well, it, I mean, I don't know if they'll sell that out, but if they if they did.
1: That's capa- capacity 23,771.
0: And not to mention the people that they'll have on the actual court if they do seats on the court? Yes.
1: We could be looking at
0: 30,000. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think if it's another. Uh, 7,000 on the floor? Uh, we looking at at least 25. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, man. Tickets go on sale July 16th. And uh, yes, they're gonna, they will go fast because I, I can't wait for that. That's just amazing. Anyway, all that's. We're going to have to be very trigger happy with this. Very us. vigilant. Uh, the three of us, myself, you, and uh, Steven, will have to yes. be very vigilant on the Ticketmaster and uh for all that good stuff. Um Little plug for them. Yeah, yeah no, no big deal. Yeah, no big You're deal. You're welcome, AEW. Yes, you can yeah. send us an invoice. That's another. Send us an invoice. Another couple thousand tickets sold right there. Um, <laughs> let's see here. So a couple hundred. A couple. <laughs> couple. <laughs> couple. Period. Uh, <laughs> it's just three. It's me, you <laughs> just, we just promoted ourselves. Uh, MJF and the Pinnacle uh, made their uh, return after sta- Stadium Stampede Dos. And uh, <laughs> I, just, I found it funny. I was just reading uh, online also that uh, between the time that they came out of their limo, which was the first scene that they showed on Dynamite, mm-hmm. to the time that they showed up at the <laughs> in their ring, that basically they were pulling out of, if you ever watched the movie, um, uh, Spinal Tap. Yes. But just the idea of them going through the stadium and finding the wrong door. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, no, it's this way. That's rock and roll. Oh, no. It's, it's that way? No. It just it took all that time for them to finally get to the ring.
1: Yeah. Um, and then just... Like Chris Jericho with the... Uh but he he did that in WCW. Yes. He had the, with the US titler. Yes, like he, was,
0: he was uh mocking uh he was mocking Goldberg. Goldberg and <laughs> he was trying to find the right door he Ironically spring, so. mocking Goldberg and Spinal Tap at, spi- at the same the same exact time. Now that's it's, meta man. That is Jericho's a genius. He is. Uh, <laughs> so uh they they absolutely destroyed uh Inner Circle did the Pinnacles uh, stretch limo. Like destroyed. Um Darby Allin basically gonna fight uh Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page by himself. Staying stay look like, like he's a uh, crack. Um, can we get Ivo Udo more matches, please? That's, yes. that's all I want because this, this match was with Miro, and Miro just acting like he's like Godzilla. What a <laughs> turnaround two years make.
1: Remember two years ago like, when the we first saw... I keep, I keep saying this. Why, why keep, is he sitting on a bed of dudes? <laughs>
0: <laughs> he, did. he did sit on a bed of dudes. Why is he wearing a mask and his buddy isn't? Dark Order has come a long way. They like, really have. Like it just, they, it's the idea of, like, what is this nonsense, this bullshit, and then now they're like, they're way over. Yeah. They're way over. I do have
1: a little bit of a gripe, but, it, I mean, it makes sense. Sure. Why would you have all of the Dark Order out there? Now I understand their faces right now. Sure. Why would you have all of them out there and not at least help Uno win the title? <laughs> I get the, it they' faces, their faces that, nice. that's not what faces do mm-hmm. don't make them don't put them out there then mm. you're just getting them to to have negative one out there and maybe stew
0: right right,
1: right You don't need all of them out there to do nothing if they were heels
0: then they I'd be like,
1: off. have all of them out there, have one person distract uh the ref mm-hmm. and then the other one slide them a knuckle duster or some shit. And knuckle duster. There's something like that. Did you,
0: did you realize, by the way, that they would still be heels now? Or still way over heels if Brody was still alive? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. What, what, what could have been? And they, they were they were basically turned faces because of the of remorium. The
1: death, the death of, yeah.
0: The, that episode where they just, it was all Dark Order. Oh, I get
1: chills thinking about it. That yeah. whole episode, yeah. <laughs> that whole episode was just uh, insane. And but. when are we going to get Ty Conti in the Dark Order? That's all I want to know. When Anna comes
0: when back? When are we getting Ty Conti?
1: Yeah, watch dark where the hell is she i oh, gotta dark. watch dark and dark stop. elevation okay.
0: stop 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 i'm not <laughs> she's also like ranked number two in the women's division right now so like what the fuck i love what they do you know what I, I give credit for AEW for for doing this ranking system because it is different the wwe will never ever do that at any time ever yeah um but they they have all these matches during dark and now it would be like dark elevation and uh and whatever they're doing on friday nights now rampage or rampage with mark henry um that's when the, the rankings actually take place, apparently. Because it's every single week. It's like, oh, of sudden, Taikanti's been moved up to number two. Why? Because she had 5,000 matches on Dark, and she won every single one of them. So she just, just bumped up. Like, what? Yeah. When but, did this happen?
1: Here's, Put her on Dynamite. Here's the problem. Remember when Dark first started, and they were like, well, these matches aren't going to count towards their actual record. They absolutely record.
0: count towards the record, yeah.
1: So now they're just counting all of a sudden? When Dark first started, they're Because like, they want oh, people to watch not, it. That's know, why. Yeah, I mean, I know. I know why. <laughs> But what the fuck? Explain I'm it. On, I'm still not watching it. <laughs> explain it to me, Lucy.
0: Explain. Explain to me. Oh, <laughs> uh, man. Uh, Andrade El Idolilo. I- idol. idol no, that's small, that's small idol. Idolo. I- idol, idol. There you go. <laughs> Idolo. Uh, he sat down with Jim Ross. Uh, um, I-, I can't wait for him to to get into I And I might watch a triple A match, actually, now, because of uh, Andrade and Kenny Omega. Like yeah. The two of them in a the match. Yeah. Um, See, what, I'm trying to see anything else that. Uh, now, anytime I, I see Lance Archer, he's like he's just teetering on the on the heel face uh, line. But anytime, anytime I see Jake Roberts, now I'm like, uh, you went through some shit, dude. Yeah, <laughs> okay. that's all. Awesome. Every I time, I time I see I ever Jake
1: Roberts on my screen, I'm like, good for you, man. <laughs> good for you. <laughs> good for you. You crawled through a fucking mile of shit like Andy Dufresne, and you got out the other side.
0: Good for you. Look, at, listen. You can get a Shawshank Redemption uh any anytime you can get that. Anytime, please put it in there. Um, Though First of all, I, didn't, I did not know the wingmen were called the wingmen. I did. They're mocking how much Cassidy's attire is. Like, if you don't, we don't let you change us and make you over, we'll have Caesar Bernardi destroy did. you. It is
1: the most ridiculous group <laughs> of humans really assembled. It
0: really is. Uh, <laughs> the most ridiculous group of humans assembled. There you go. Perfect. Uh, Nyla Rose uh, taking on uh, Layla Hirsch. Just absolutely destroying her and and all things in this episode outside of the ring like uh, inanimate objects were just destroyed. Um, Britt Baker, uh, I I want all things Rebel now because I, I'm telling you everything. Every time that she posts something on 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 social media and Instagram, mm-hmm. she's hot as hell. Yep. <laughs> she really is, not she's she's just it's she's in the back in the shadows because Britt Baker is hot as hell. So yeah, anyway, um, and then the main event with uh, Paige and and uh, number ten. Uh, and, and they only had with this one. They only had uh, a negative one with the uh, uh, And the Dark Order with the the entirety of the Dark Order with this one because um, they can't can't seem to just come out by well on ones.
1: But they weren't there at the end.
0: Uh, they were when they did their toast.
1: At, their, no, I'm sorry. They weren't there for the finish. They weren't there for the
0: finish. Right. Right. With the other match, they were. Um, so Page and Cage and Hobbs and Ten. Um.
1: I love how they're working it into his name. Press ten, Band. press ten. <laughs> it's like back when texting first came about, and you were like, "Great!" and you just spelled G R eight. G R eight. Nobody does that anymore. Nobody does that. Um, and if you do, I think you have like a, two, a second grade reading level.
0: <laughs> like you just you just carried it over to your adulthood. Yeah, <laughs> and now you're just still doing it. Yeah, I um, did that on aim. Yeah, yes.
1: <laughs> That's when I did that out of freaking fifteen crit. years ago. Uh, <laughs> that should not be. That should not be a thing anymore.
0: And everything just was, type it out. Everything We're was LOL. Everything was. <laughs> we are grown so I still
1: put. I still tag everything lol the way uh, Hulk Hogan tags all of his tweets. Hh. Hh.
0: <laughs> Hashtag lol. You can't say lol for everything. Um, well, I'm laughing most <laughs> of the time. Uh, so anyway, <laughs> Adam Page, <laughs> and press ten. Vance get the win. But uh, how long? How much longer? I know we're, we're we are having to stretch this out because Taz is, and I hope he's getting better. Taz just had surgery, and yes, he did. Uh, uh, Starks is completely hurt and out of action but he was for a while.
1: Long... He was on the show. He was I don't, I don't just have surgery and he was on the show.
0: <sighs> I've noticed something. Editing.
1: Um, no, I've noticed. Please. When they're record, I think now that we have full capacity back, hmm. when they're recording their shows, they have the two different entrance ramps. They don't have the crowd oh, sure. behind them.
0: Oh, sure. Right, right. Yeah. Which I don't understand why they do that, because why can't you just, you don't think these, these people would love to have four hours of wrestling and just sit there for another two hours for to record another episode? Yeah. Well, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't I don't get that. Get it. <laughs> like, everybody out, we have to record another episode, and we'll just put all the wrestlers in. Uh, Camera hard camera side too, <laughs> like it does. It doesn't make any sense. And then the second the second entrance ramp, um, I was I was getting used to the, the fans being on the <laughs> on the ramp side. Me too. So it it doesn't make any sense. Um, I I did, I did appreciate when uh page page got the win, uh, the, the the beer the beer love, but also um, I was I was gonna say uh, I know we're stretching it out. It was my point it was gonna be I know we're stretching out like Starks and because he's hurt. Uh, and this whole thing with the belts, like, how many times are we are getting into, like, Monday Night Raw territory here? How many times are we going to do this angle where we're throwing in the belt to uh, to Cage and he doesn't want it? Until Cage goes out on his own. <laughs> well, and how much longer is that going to be? Because it seems like it's it's got to be, like, now. It's been taking forever. <laughs> like, what what are we leading up to? Let's let's do this. Are we waiting for Starks to get I hope not. Because he's going be be to be out for a while. He's going to be out for a while. Then then have, have Cage take down the Hobbs. Let's, let's start with that. Or is no, that, that going to be the big do one? Do
1: is you sh- the big one? I think is going to be the big one should
0: be Starks and, and Cage.
1: I th- but I think it's too far down the road. It is. It but... should have been. It should have been Starks versus Cage for the FTW title. That's what I think it should have been. Hmm. I think what it's going to be in probably by the next pay per view is a uh, uh, Cage versus Hobbs for the FTW title. Hmm. Which finally we'll get a fucking defense of it, but then it's just going back to Taz where it's never gonna be defended ever right, again. I know. It's like what the fuck?
0: <laughs> what the fuck? I feel like that belt is equated to like the million dollar belt and we'll get to that also. Um I'm just happy it returned. I'm I'm happy it returned as well. Uh let's talk all things uh dub dub Uh so in your house, uh twenty twenty one, which I I enjoyed. I liked I liked the I did. I like the uh I love the, the throwback aspect with Top Hat Gill. I <laughs> do back.
1: and the fact that he still had uh, VHS tape and tried to put it into a, <laughs> a TV. It was very it funny. was great. It was very funny. I love that there was just in doc five matches on a pay per view. Yeah. Quick, yes. quick. Quick, quick,
0: quick. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: I finished all this before I had to stay an hour late at work, finished all of it before I left work. There you go. I was so happy. <laughs> there you go.
0: Um. Yeah, we had the the six man uh, tag team winner take all match um, with uh, Bronson Reed and MSK taking on Legado del Fantasma. Um. I, I I will say for this match, I, I, I can't imagine being a wrestler and seeing Bronson Reed jump over the top rope and splash onto everybody. Yeah, that's like what three hundred fifty pounds of humanity. Just, yeah. Uh, three hundred thirty. Thirty. Excuse me. I'm sorry. He, he lost some weight. Uh, just no that's what he was billed for that match right let's just get it let's just get that correct <laughs> he just the amount of humanity in him alone splashing on top of everybody um so so really good match there uh Lee defeating Mercedes Martinez I was surprised by that um I wasn't uh, just getting a push but there strictly
1: because I, I I love the fact sorry I love the fact that they're they're playing into the whole the history between the two of them and the Mae Young classic and right. all that stuff. Like right. I, I, like, I yes. love that fact. Right. Right. But it makes sense that Xia Li were to win in this particular instance because Mercedes had the, the first victory. Right. So then we're going to get a grudge match on sometime, probably the great American bash. Okay. I wouldn't mind seeing the two of them inside a steel cages where there's no outside interactions. It's
0: like by mysterious forces that, uh, yeah. Our super superhuman strength.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Boa, Boa and Mei Ying. By the way, that's her name. Didn't know that before this week. Her you name's Mei Ying. You didn't know Mei Ying? I didn't know that.
0: Don't we say it every, it it say every episode?
1: I, I guess I, I tune out for, for those for those segments, but <laughs>
0: <For> Mei Ying. <laughs> Where well, you see the, the woman that looks like uh, the ring. You don't, you don't pay attention to that? No. Got it. Um, the ladder match for the Million Dollar Championship and uh, Ellie Knight taking on Cameron Grimes. And the right man won. Yes, as you, you as, need to have a heel. I was—I was just about to say—I always think of you when I you think about belts and chasing for—for for this uh, instance, the million-dollar championship champion. If nothing else, should go to La Knight because you've done nothing with him as far as a push. Yet, I—I uh, I, I see him as a title contender at some point. But your Stone Cold uh, Rock guy here. Um, needed to win this belt yes absolutely and so, uh and then leading It's crazy to-
1: he's only the fourth man in history to to have that belt <laughs> so it was uh it was Virgil DiBiase Virgil DiBiase the ringmaster
0: oh the ringmaster right <laughs> speaking of stone cold uh,
1: that's was- why I think that they put that on him because he gives off such stone cold vibes that they're just like oh this this, this,
0: this is perfect this <laughs>
1: Austin this is perfect um but I, I, I love that match That match was incredible It was The it really finish of that yeah. match yeah. I thought the the that ladder Would have given A little more of a budge No But it didn't It did not That looked like <laughs> A very hard fall Yes It, it was very stiff Very stiff um, I don't know I also don't understand I mean I get it Because it's the million dollar belt You know mm. That thing costs a million dollars Whatever the fuck The whole gimmick behind it sure. is Yeah Why did you have to keep it In the case like It's a belt Why wouldn't you just Hang the belt onto the Because it's a million dollars
0: yeah, yeah, but like, now LA. I, night also, I just like that it's it's, a, it's not a regular belt like it's a million dollar belt. You're not actually going to hang it off of a hook. Like you have to have it like in a case surrounded by glass, surrounded by Mission Impossible lasers that you have to get through. That should be the next match. Be like that makes sense. Mission Impossible style match. Yeah, they have
1: to just do a whole bunch of capoeira you, you, you slash, fight. F- slash parkour to get through the lasers. Yes,
0: and you have to fight, and it's like uh, like Resident Evil. So in that scene where they have all the lasers go through that that tunnel yeah yeah so if you hit the laser you get some part of your body chopped off now That's... here's my gripe
1: with this one particular situation <laughs> yes you had la Knight win the million dollar championship yes but then on nxt television yes we were, get, we were
0: getting we'll get into that okay yeah. never mind we'll get into that yeah that that is a gripe of mine as well and i thought that that would have been unbelievably stupid but yeah. go on yeah we'll we'll get to this, that stupidity in a second uh my new baby mama raquel gonzalez taking on ember moon who we thought was braun Strowman's baby mama first <laughs> I love rumors. I love rumors. Um, They're great. Yeah, no, it's not a thing. Um, another really, really good match, and I, I, I give credit to Ember Moon because she, she revived her career. She revived in NXT, her or... career in NXT, which yeah. is yeah, it was one of those things where uh, we we're going to see. And we'll talk about the, <laughs> this person in a second when we get to NXT uh, Tuesday. Um, coming back to NXT, and I feel like again, most of these people that. Were let go and Ember Moon was never let go, she was just injured for a very long time, mm-hmm. tore her ACL. Um, but uh, came back and is just amazing. Um, I, I just wish that she would uh get on TV more, <laughs> get, get into more matches as far as not, not on the tag team, on a singles thing. And I know it's hard because there's so many women in NXT, and I, I get that it's uh, oh, excuse, excuse me. That was- was from the gut. Power of Christ compels you. Yeah. Um, exactly. <laughs> so I just wish that she would. Uh, I think my head just spun around. Yeah, man. That's, that's puke of uh, green vomit. Um I haven't eaten anything today. <laughs> oh, it's, okay. it's starting a show. <laughs> <laughs> it is time to feed you. Uh, I just want her on, on TV more, and uh, she's, she's a huge talent. But Raquel Gonzalez uh, retains uh, in a really good match. And the main event was the, uh, the Fatal Five-Way uh with uh returning Adam Cole, Pete Dunne, Johnny Gargano, Kyle O'Reilly taking on your champion Karrion Cross. What about the rumors, first off before we uh get into this uh that Adam Cole might be moving on.
1: I did see that. I do, well with what happened on Tuesday, I don't think that's going to happen. Right, right. But
0: thank, thankfully, yes.
1: Thankfully. I saw rumors that both Adam Adam Cole or Karrion Cross were going to move on. Like if Karrion and Cross had how lost
0: Karen, this match, yeah. Well, how, he just—I don't understand. It's because
1: right. Vince apparently wants more character-based wrestlers, which is exactly what Karrion and Cross is. So He's why a did character? You, why did you
0: let go of Alex Black? Well, <laughs> if I was, if I, I, I circle, knew, I will, if I knew, I, will, I would have been
1: hired by them.
0: I will continue to circle back to this point. Listen, you—you you let go of uh, of Lana, okay, um, who was a character at one point. She was. Yes. At one point Rusev crush, And yes, we, then we, she did. started to wrestle And, and then <laughs> that's when it all went downhill um, uh, who, else, who else was it? the NXT that they let go? Um, Use your words fe- No, female I'm not going to get it
1: <sighs> Oh, uh, Santana Garrett
0: Thank you, Santana Garrett Didn't really sh- show her on TV at all Um because uh, they, they had nothing for her They had nothing for her Which I, I can't guarantee you she'll go to NWA N- and, and win a championship there um, <laughs> so, you know, Braun Strowman, they ha- had nothing for him because it, the 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 he, the only thing that they had for him was a WrestleMania match with Shane McMahon, which, by the way, was surprisingly good. It was so good, surprisingly good. <laughs> the build up did not um, reflect the no, match. No, absolutely not. And it was between that build up for that match and the build up for the Bad Bunny match, you did a shit job. Let me tell you right now, the shit job. Yeah, uh, you could t- you could talk about. As far as it being of interest, you, it build up is supposed to be. You have the 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 wherewithal to go into a, a an event, a match that I want to see this because of this build up. Mm-hmm. I had none of that for those two matches. For uh, Baboni, Bab- <laughs> <laughs> bring it back. <laughs> bring it back. Um, I had no interest for any of those, and they were two of the best matches on both nights, surprisingly. Yeah. So, you know, for. <sighs> For someone like... Uh, my, my point being is that if you're going to bring someone back, like have Ember Moon in NXT, if you're going to build up someone like Aleister Black in the storyline, which they did, they did weeks and weeks and weeks of this character, this new character yeah. development. I know we talked about this already. We're, we're just rehashing old shit like Monday Night Raw does on a weekly basis. <laughs> this <laughs> is our Monday Night Raw uh-huh. episode. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> but it's just, it's, it just makes sense. You just had this, this whole thing go down with this new character, which was actually still him technically... But it wasn't like a change in look; it was just a change in in philosophy. And then he's gone. That's it. And so I still yeah, think it was that...
1: like the Undertaker going from the badass back to the Undertaker. The Undertaker.
0: <laughs> it does. Like I understand your 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 story arc is different, but your actual character frame is not. Uh, much like, it, as opposed to like say, Jackson Riker, who looks completely different now. Um, Anyway, all that to say I'm is I'm just that glad he didn't go skinhead cuz then he just would have been cornhole. then you just then you're just looking at uh, Yeah. <laughs> you're just going to be talked about relentlessly. Um anyway, I bring back Alistair Black. I I know there's also rumors that uh, people are talking backstage about about somehow bringing him back. Um but they also said the same said the same thing about uh uh Thea, his wife. So, you know, we'll we'll take that with the assault. Yeah, exactly. yeah uh-huh. <laughs> so carrying cross wins I, I don't see how he's gonna move up but if you, you sh- that was the whole point thank you Chris uh, the whole point of not moving carrying cross is that you had someone already in Aleister Black and you want you want new characters keep the characters you already have yeah and stop having the same uh, matches over and over again but anyway I, w- I digress but I won't digress uh, to put a button on it this um, was my favorite match of the night this was yes it was an incredible match <laughs> might as well um yeah, you have five of the best wrestlers in all of WWE. Yeah, uh, two of which are NXT. on the Mount
1: Rushmore of of NXT uh, with Colin Gargano. Yeah, hundred yeah, percent. Yeah, good shit. And Karrion um, Cross is slowly
0: starting to go up towards that uh, that level as well. And he uh, <laughs> he, he uh, well, let's just how about we just go into I'm let's gonna, just I'm get skip into Monday. it. I'm going to skip Monday and, and we'll get to Monday though, because I have something to say about Monday Night Raw. Um, we, we we saw all the the talk online and we i will circle back repeatedly to our conversation that we had uh our vigorous conversation that we had, you and i and, and stephen had online not online via on, by, by text uh through our oh thread oh boy was that vigorous <laughs> <laughs> um so online Shit got uh, heated on, on our text i was just it was she got heated on our text thread okay man. Well, I... <laughs> you're you're playing this up way too much i am because normally <laughs> he goes after me and then, so the idea of him coming after me <laughs> yeah it was very i was not good. and i was not standing down because, and my
1: one comment was a gif of, <laughs> of michael scott going boom roasted. boom roasted i let you guys take it yeah. and i'll come in with the comedy jabs here and there
0: <laughs> so william regal basically said that he's at the, uh, the end of uh, takeover he's like I, I you know basically can't do this anymore it's it's getting out of hand so he gets onto NXT on Tuesday night and he gets on the mic and he's like, I, I'm basically going to step down as a general manager. And he has a tear in his eye, um, as Ric Flair would say. And so uh, he went on the mic basically saying that he was there from, from day one and he traveled the world getting all the talent, blah, blah, blah. And then carrying across his music hits and he gets in the ring and basically tells and pretty him. pretty much says, There's no crying in wrestling. There's no crying in wrestling. You're a loser. That, that was great. Why? Are Why you sir? are you crying? I'm <laughs> still crying. Rest. That was that was awesome. Uh, that was one of one of his best uh, promos uh, carrying crosses. Yes. Um, and he, so he's basically roasting Regal to tell and then telling him tell tell me basically that I'm I'm the best whatever and then get out of my ring.
1: And then the music hits. And then the music hits. And people started chanting my name. <laughs> and I popped. You big, big, big time. And it was awesome.
0: Self-absorbed bastard. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. The war, the Samoa, 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 Samoa. Samoa. I don't know, the other <laughs> Joe, 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 yes. And the chanting started with Joe's, and Samoa Joe comes out, and... He is... In, what a pop. He, what a pop, yes. I, what a pop for... For all 2,000 people that are there. Is, and by, by the <laughs> way, speaking of which, I mean, it's, it was like a packed house. Like They, they were all in the dark yeah. there, but it was very packed <laughs> in, uh, in the CWC. It was very packed. So uh, Samoa Joe is returned to NXT, and Regal went on to basically offer him the role of general manager. Yeah. To which Samoa Joe, surprisingly, at least to me, said no. He, he I was his, so happy when he said no. Yes, that. absolutely. I was happy that he said no. First of all, because I love William Regal in this role. I think he's great. Yeah. I think he's amazing, and he should never leave. Um, but So so, so he's taken this role on as Regal's, what, right-hand enforcer. man? Enforcer.
1: Thank you. I think is what they're going Okay.
0: His goon. His enforcer goon. So Regal basically laid down the rules while carrying crosses in the ring that he can be this enforcer to protect regal even though he and he went on to say that he, he he showed him shit when he was uh in nxt but he had still have respect for him so he can have this role as goon enforcer but he can't touch anybody dot 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 pause unless provoked yes so which then joe looked at carrying cross and said basically one of the best lines that i popped hard for while watching uh nxt at a diner um The question arises, why are you still in in my ring? Yeah. (laughs) Um, And he's looking at Cross, and Cross said nothing, and then slowly sauntered on out. Yeah. Um, So Joey's now in this enforcer role, and then we'll see him later on in the evening. But he's in this enforcer role to, to, I guess, protect Regal and and have Regal still be in this this, uh, general manager role. But at some point, are we going to see him actually wrestle? We have to. I mean, I, I, I would think so after what we saw... Later on in the night, yeah, I think we have. Well, he fucking choked out Adam Cole. Of course, <laughs> we have to. So there we go. Here was the the whole the whole gripe that we had on via text was that Stephen didn't understand as far as if he's going to come back, why would he come back as a general manager? I uh, my point,
1: which turns out he was wrong. He was right. He, right. He was. Right. And it brought so much joy <laughs> to my my being.
0: The joy. See, that's it's that a he big. was
1: wrong, <laughs> and I also got. My name chanted on Tuesday. I was, I was, I was elated. You're wrong. You're so wrong. Wrong, 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 wrong. Wrong, 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 wrong. You're wrong. You're wrong. You're wrong. You're wrong. God,
0: it was beautiful. So it was, was beautiful he wrong? Sight. Nearly brought a tear to my eye. Was he, was he wrong because he's, he, he was complaining about him being a general manager? or? Yeah. But he wasn't like, he was saying if he was a general manager. I don't, I don't know if, if he said if he came across as like he's definitely going to be the GM. I didn't get that. I in
1: our talks, I took it as he the the way that Stephen came off to me was that he he was saying that he was going to be he was replacing Regal as a general manager. Now I'm sure gonna get a text later on tonight or tomorrow. <laughs> so like, no, you stupid I son said, of a bitch, you
0: that's not what I said. Okay, here, my 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 gripe with the whole thing was that if he if, needs to
1: come back on the show and defend himself, I think that's what I think that's right. What yes, he, that. can't, he can't defend himself
0: on t- <laughs> by a text. He needs to come back on the show. Absolutely. The, my gripe was this. My my issue is that if he, even if he came back as general manager, which again he's not, and we were happy for that, but even even if he did, I'm still I'd still be happy for him in a role in NXT because yes. I thought I thought in WWE as a whole he shined. He's shown the most in NXT. Yes. With that being said, if you would let go from WWE, because McMahon has no forthright, no vision, and can't see the forest through the trees and know that he's a great wrestler, and maybe he can't wrestle right now, which is why he took this role. Nobody knows his situation. He hasn't come out and publicly said, I can't wrestle. He did say that he did want to get back in the ring at some point. But as of right now... I
1: texted you guys. Yes. I'm not saying that it's his injury. Right. But... Did you see his
0: finger? I did not, but I will. Go back. Yeah.
1: Anybody that's listening to this, go back and look at Samoa Joe's finger. Okay. If you notice, Arn Anderson, when he throws up the four, one of his fingers is like this, mm-hmm. and it's like bent this way, mm-hmm. where it's like all mangled and he's, he's,
0: he's <laughs> Obviously, you can't see this, but it, it looks like an I'm, L.
1: I'm, yes. I'm I'm putting my, my index finger in a 90-degree angle mm-hmm. and then also and then pushing point, up the, the, tip. The, the tip of it <laughs> To uh, like a forty-five degree angle. Right. So that's what Samoa Joe's finger looked like. <laughs> okay. And the whole time he came out, as soon as I saw that finger, mm. that's the only thing I right, could yeah, focus watch. on. I can't
0: look at anything else. That's the only thing I focused. On. I gotta, I gotta take a look at that now. Where, where was it? Like when he was choking out coal, or where did no, you- in the beginning. Oh, okay. All right. So here's my my point: is that if even if he he got fired from WWE. Triple H had the wherewithal to bring him back because he knows he's such a talent on the mic. He's, he's amazing. He's one of the, the best uh, workers on a mic in the in, in wrestling, in, in absolute in all of wrestling. Not only to mention that he is a great worker in the ring. Yes. Why would you not? And if he knows that he can't wrestle, nobody, again, nobody knows what his situation is. Why not accept the role? Because first of all, does he want to go to, to Impact? No. Does he want to go to ROH? Probably not. Would he probably?
1: If 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 there were to be one, it would probably be Ring of Honor.
0: But now that you've you've reached WWE, he's not that kind of name. Like I'm sorry, like Heath Slater to go from WWE to go to take a job because he needs he has kids, and that's (laughs) you know know, pun intended. Yeah. So Samoa Joe is a bigger name than that. So Triple H recognized that bring brought him in. Why would he not take this role as general manager? Not knowing what happened on Tuesday. Why not take this role as general manager, knowing that you have, if if Regal actually left, and this was to be left to him, why not take a long-standing job? Regal has been with NXT for how long? Well, Nine, since ten Dave, years?
1: Since day one. It's eleven years, I think, at this point. Why not
0: have and and wrestling? You can be. But fired. he's only
1: been general manager for seven, eight years, okay. something like that. Still, but still, that's an eight-year
0: span. Uh, that's like dog years. Like you're talking about, like in wrestling terms. You can be in in wrestling one year and gone the next.
1: The only reason William Regal is relevant today in 2021, which is incredible, never thought. Right. Never
0: in a million years. There's no other thought reason why.
1: You, you, is just because he's a general manager of NXT. There's
0: there'd be absolutely no. And sorry, this it is what it is. There'd be now, granted
1: a, William Regal is way older than Samoa Joe is. Yes, and Samoa Joe has a hell of a lot left in the tank. The, but I think that's why he took this enforcer role. Now we didn't know that when we were arguing via text right. on on Sunday or whatever the fuck. But it was. I'm just yeah,
0: I'm just talking about prior to knowing what the deal was going to be on Tuesday. What the point being is that Samoa Joe should just take this job because it's with the biggest company in the world, and you have a steady paycheck going forward. That you you'll have your face on TV every single week. Why not take this role, even if he was ne- to never wrestle again. What, you're ta- you're saying that it's stupid. It's it's stupid. Why? Because it's it's him as a general manager. And again, we don't know what his situation is. If, if, he, if he wanted to get in the ring, I'm sure he'd get in the ring, or he'd sign with AEW. He'd sign with someone else. If he, if he knew, just like Christian Cage, yeah. he has something in the tank, and he just like we we saw on Friday with that match with helico. he's he's still a great wrestler. If he's still a great wrestler, then he can go somewhere else and wrestle. That's fine. But maybe he can't. So why not take something that's steady and and have this role as as a GM and be on TV every single week and be relevant in wrestling. Yeah. Him, that was my point. So I don't going, understand saying it was stupid because it's it's not.
1: Him going back to NXT makes it makes me think that he is actually injured. Not like Christian Cage where it was just like, well you've had concussion issues mm-hmm. so we're not gonna make you wrestle anymore. Like right. you can't wrestle anymore. Right. I think he is actually still injured. Mm-hmm. He's still working on something. Right and he will eventually get back into the ring which leads to your point why he he it makes sense for him to take this because it's a steady paycheck mm. he's going to still be on television without having to actually wrestle right as opposed to him going to an AEW where he's going to want to be put in in you know a main event title picture immediately sure as he should and he would be one of the contenders to take that AEW championship off of Kenny Omega mm-hmm. he would be viable to do that mm. I think that he is still working on stuff and will probably be for the next at least year if not a couple months mm. and then eventually get back into the ring. Right. I think that if he went to AEW, first of all, he would have had to let his 90-day run up. True. So, him going back to NXT just, you know, completely squashes that. Right. So, I think that he he, you know, he's still working on something he still has to rehab and all that stuff, which is why he could take this role in a limited capacity in a limited physical capacity mm. and still be on television.
0: I, I agree. <laughs> I agree with everything said. It's just it just makes sense now. You have the opportunity to get back in the ring at some point if you are if you so willingly want to. I don't know. So at some at some point we will see that. But right now Samojo is back in NXT. That's all I care about. Is that he's back <laughs> he's back in NXT and that it, it just makes sense uh for this now and we'll see where it goes. I, I'm I'm very curious to see where this role takes him, um, because of the provoking <laughs> aspect uh which we, we saw play out later on. Uh anyway, uh so Brazango defeated Imperium. Um Walter can't be happy. Uh and it says right there. Well, Walter likely won't be happy. Uh Regal announcing uh Colin O'Reilly two for Great American Bash. Nice. And then um
1: in a in a good old fashioned wrestling oh, I'm sorry, a straight up wrestling match. Yeah. Which it seems okay, I'm not saying that they took it from AEW's playbook, but it seems like that's also what AEW did if you think about it. They had all these crazy fucking matches to begin with with the with the the pinnacle versus the inner circle. Mm. It'll eventually just lead to a one on one straight up wrestling Yes, It's gonna be between MJ Chris Absolutely.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um, and that's that's fine. I you know. I'm totally go, okay with it. just like we were about to see MMA with uh, with Hager and, and uh and Wardlow. Again, just I'm totally okay with it. Branch off each each person. <laughs> and just good Guevara versus uh, Spears and yeah, just keep keep going. Yep. Anyway. Uh and then we had the uh, after the the announcement of of O'Reilly and Cole too at Great American Bash, uh, Joe made his uh, enforcer role known <laughs> by just slapping on the clutch on Cole, man, and yeah, there was no time wasted there. Um until he was neutralized is a better way of calling until he passed out. Until he passed out. <laughs> it's a very a very calm way of saying he he just he was knocked out. Knocked the fuck out. Uh because she defeating Trey Baxter, uh LA Knight. So being presented. Brutally the-
1: assaulted that motherfucker. Yeah. Oh. That piece of shit LA Knight.
0: <laughs> so yeah, let's talk about it. Since you-, <laughs> Since you wanted to talk about this earlier, the winner of the million dollar belt, your new million dollar champion, um yeah, destroyed Ted DiBiase.
1: This this shocked me. Like this actually shocked yeah, no, me.
0: Yeah, uh, absolutely. I thought it would be like lo- lo- like down the line, at least at least get like a a, a match or two with DiBiase in your corner. I thought that would have been cool as a manager.
1: I thought it would have been yeah, even if he assaulted him. It w- okay, even though he assaulted him, I didn't think it was going to be to the extent that he did. Hmm. He actually hit that motherfucker like he was uh, still wrestling today. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I thought it would have been like you know a a, a worked low blow. Nope, no, he actually clotheslined the shit out of Ted DiBiase. <laughs> that was amazing
0: but still in LA the same breath. a piece of shit I was going to say in the same breath calling him a piece of shit that was amazing um yeah so, so there's that Cameron Grimes uh coming out to make the save but yeah and So now we'll we get the Cameron Grimes Ted DiBiase uh uh tutelage. uh Rico Gonzalez and Dakota Kai uh defeating Kaden Carter and Casey Catanzaro. they're they're back uh Zoe Stark and Io Shirai uh, fighting off Candice and Indy. I just want to see when Indy and uh, and what's-his-name going on a date? Um, Dexter, Dexter Loomis. Loomis. Yeah. <laughs> that should see. be fun. That should be very funny. Uh, Champa and Thatcher defeating your boys. Sorry. Uh, GYV in a, tex- in a tornado. I was going to say Texas tornado match. In a tornado tag match. Um, w- why? I don't know. Why would GYV? Like It, it seems like they they just can't win. I know. It's, ridic- it's utterly ridiculous. I, the only thing I can say and is- And it, it
1: all goes back to Pete Dunne and Matt Riddle. All of it goes back to there. They were supposed to win that fucking tournament, and now Someone's, they're just
0: fucking jobbers. I can't even someone, get a
1: fucking <laughs> T-shirt from them. <laughs> someone is holding on to
0: resentment. Um, I, I still feel like this is this is all leading. The, the, Triple H was like, you know what? Just just take take these jobs, take take it. It's, well, it's fine. It's like
1: Daniel Bryan, they're just gonna keep on losing, keep losing, and then until they get an get actual to, match, again, get to and MSK, MSK, and then
0: they'll just win that that one exactly. match. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so I was so upset. I they didn't even do their promo.
0: They couldn't even. I could. The grizzled nope, nope, young nope, veterans. Nope, I couldn't even hear that. Nothing. Nope, you got nothing. Fuck. Nope. <laughs> you got none of that. Uh, so that was NXT. We're gonna go back in time here by a day to June 14th and Monday Night Raw. And here are my uh, my two cents about Monday Night Raw. It still sucks. Um, it's still repetitive. Uh, if you watched the week before, you still basically watched uh, the week after. So nothing changes. Uh, Nikki Cross beats uh, Charlotte Flair by countout while Rhea R- R- Ripley's uh, sitting outside. Um, John Morrison again taking on Jeff Hardy, and the only time, to- the only thing I think about um, uh, with John Morrison every time I see him is uh, that he's tapping Frankie Monet. So good for him. Bravo. Uh, bravo to you, sir. Um, so John Morrison defeats uh, Jeff Hardy, but like five seconds into this whole thing, I and mean, this whole transaction, by the way, took maybe six minutes. Uh, you had Cedric Alexander come out His music hits And he's watching And then Hardy loses he, Alexander gets on the mic And talks shit about Hardy Then Hardy says uh, Let's have a match I'll put my, my career on the line Okay so that's, See now that's new That's new <laughs> That was new um, And then again oh, This match took all five seconds Because Jeff Hardy then defeats Cedric Alexander Where the hell is Shelton Shult- Benjamin? They're not a tag team anymore I understand that it But where matter. is he just in general? I don't know. Okay um <laughs> who the fuck knows? Who knows? We Another ha- thing for who the fuck knows. <laughs> As we scroll down on our screen here, we we get a, uh, <laughs> a picture of Naomi uh, about to get squashed. So, the the squashed. the match was <laughs> the match was supposed to be Wait, what'd you say? I'm laughing, you, I'm laughing at you saying squash. You've to get squashed because she did. Um, Naomi, Literally and physically. It, yes. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Absolutely. You're right. You're absolutely right. She got destroyed. Naomi was p- supposed to take on the return of Eva Marie. Yes. And this was supposed to be the big return match. And we're going to see her come back. And who does Eva Marie come down to the ring with? But? I don't know. Uh, you don't
1: know? I don't know because uh, fucking announcement. <laughs> the fucking announcements. The announcers won't anything. tell you who they
0: who are they? Who it is? And not to mention the fact that they don't even say it on here. On on WWE. Uh, oh, of course they're not. Dot com. It says after weeks of teasing her return, the in-ring match of the beautiful and charismatic Eva Marie was delayed even further when she allowed her mystery co- mysterious cohort to replace her in the matchup. A simply dominant force that overcame the glow with the Michinoku driver. Ooh. Who who is this mysterious person? Ooh, who I don't know. Who is it? Okay. Well, whoever this was beat uh, Naomi
1: i i i hate that wwe did this because if you're a fan you have clearly seen her before Mm -hmm. it's piper niven right now granted you have to be a real wrestling fan to know who that is Mm. because you would have seen her in the may young classic she had an incredible match against tony storm Mm. You would have seen her on NXT UK where she had an awesome match with Kaylee Ray yeah. for the NXT UK title. Now, granted, she didn't win it, right? But still, you would have known who this is. Why couldn't you make mention to it? I know. I know. I mean, obviously, they're just gonna they're rebranding her. I, I they're gonna put her in a new name, Right. Which right. I saw online. I couldn't even. Described to you how disgusted I was with the new name. I couldn't even pronounce the new name. What no. was the new name? It sounded like fucking didgeridoo. I don't know. <laughs> uh,
0: I don't get it. Yeah. I just don't get it. Uh, so if, yeah, I really don't. So what uh, the fuck? As you said, yes, exactly. So as you just said, if you know anything about NXT or NXT UK, barely, and I, I never watch NXT UK, but I know who Piper Niven is. I've seen a match or two of hers. So... Why? Why is it that it's so mysterious to when you move? That that is a move up from NXT UK. That's a, That's a that's a leap actually because usually it's it's UK to NXT. Yeah. To Raw SmackDown. Yep. She just jumped right over everything, yep. which is great, good for her. But Jump right over the pond. Good for her, literally and figuratively. Um, but the idea of not knowing and they do this with every single person that, that comes up. Like, it, it, like who is this per- mysterious person? Da da da. You know, just. It doesn't make any sense, and so and that not does not only does that make sense. It makes sense that she was able to to come up because she's she's a good worker, and good for her in getting this. With that being said, this whole thing with with Eve Marie ends this return. She's just basically going back to her her old way, and her old character was basically kind of getting out of matches. Why are we doing this again? I have a
1: question for you. When you saw all these these vignettes for Eve Marie coming back, right? Did you get what did you think she was going to come back as, a face or a heel?
0: I mean, she was always a heel. Um, I did think though that she, would, you know, what? I didn't, I don't know. It was very just like down the middle. Because I've been hearing a lot of people just say that.
1: Oh, with all these vignettes, I, I people thought that she would come back as a face, be like, you know, this is how I made myself and all that stuff, mm-hmm. and 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 you know, everybody can do better and all that stuff why am i the only person who thought that she was going to come back as a heel pretty much exactly the way that this happened yeah. now i didn't know that she was going to come back with somebody right right i would have thought that she would have had this match and then eventually led to some you know a, a partnership somewhere down the line mm. but still it it astonished me that people were like oh, i thought she was going to come back as a
0: face with all these these i you. never got that I, never, I i i honestly to me it was i heard it from a good amount of people it was really down the middle to me like, i i it could have gone either way for me, yeah, but like it, her posing on a car doesn't doesn't it, you know ignite a oh she looks bad to me like it's just like oh, she's on a car and and the evolution's about to return like i I didn't get anything either way it was ridiculous, but and so was this <laughs> this is just ridiculous, and uh i'm I'm already off the Eva Marie thing, seriously, like unless she starts actually wrestling like we're we're gonna keep doing this over and over again, anyway, uh, yeah. <laughs> You can tell the disgust in our voices. Um I also did like the uh at one point Manny Rose and Dana Brooke were doing a photo shoot and they're like, What is that noise? And it's like Natalia and Tamina were training. It's like you're you're in an arena that there's wrestling going on. Like why would you not think it was wrestling? <laughs> I just
1: remembered something. Going back to the Eve Marie thing. Yes. They she posted on Instagram a picture of her and Piper Niven mm. saying that they're gonna tr- they're pretty much saying that they're gonna go after the tag team titles. Mm. and she tagged Piper Niven's actual Instagram mm-hmm. and also WWE. So why? Right,
0: <laughs> right, right, right. You already have the Why would that, you yeah. not? I know. I what? Know. Uh, I know. Uh, I... Oh, makes <laughs> me so upset. <laughs> um, <laughs> moving on really quick so because Raw Ra just is absolutely the worst. Uh, the, the only good thing about Monday Night Raw uh, is RK Bro. And yes. this what's ironically I was, one thing I was going to talk about with the match, even though the match was good, uh, I i love that Orton is 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 uh leaning into this whole character thing with with uh Riddle mm. uh, with, with Matt Riddle. But there was this one move where he, he basically took his foot and he did like the flip and he completely missed. <laughs> and this is the move right here it's like he did oh, the You back can clip. see he's going to completely miss, yeah, he, he hit like his his the, the corner of uh Xavier's left arm <laughs> and that was it. Uh, but he he missed it badly, and so that's Randy Orton's fault. Let's be honest. I mean, they should have. He flipped him too much. <laughs> He's too strong for him. He's too strong. <laughs> so RK Bro gets that win. Uh, Rhea Ripley and Oscar in an, an actual clean finish. It's shocking. Uh, Rhea Ripley wins, but then uh, Charlotte comes and destroys her. Um, here's my other gripe. Uh, so we have first of all, I'll gripe all week about and every single day about WWE just going to DQs because that's all they know how to do. But we had Alexa Bliss return in a match. And uh, first of all, her little doll thingy, Lily, nowhere to be found. That's gone now. She, she, it, it's gone. Shane like, Baser killed her. Gone. Um, oh my god! It doesn't make any sense. And so now Alexa Bliss has come back for the first time in eighty some odd days.
1: was to, the match to fight
0: Where? Nia Jax. Um, that was against uh, it was like Nikki Crosser. Uh, that was the last match. Some yeah, it, it's been it's been like I just read online it was like something like eighty some odd days. Um, but uh, the idea of her coming back, fighting Nia Jax, uh, winning by DQ, uh, makes absolutely no sense. Her character, this this character that, that she has going on right now, also I was just thinking about it over the weekend, makes absolute and and after Monday Night Raw, makes absolutely no sense. Now, the fiend is the fiend hasn't been around, and th- there's also a reason why. And you know, at some point we have to find out why, because um, we said online. But uh, well, okay,
1: yeah. I was gonna say it has been mentioned online why he hasn't come back. Go ahead. He's going through a bit. He's going you know, he's got a little bit of mental issues after he he has not been taking the Brody Lee death too kindly. He has mm. been having a very tough time with the death of one of his very, very good friends. So listen, I get it. But also at least at, at least help alexa with the storyline you don't have to appear on television but just help her with with the character cuz the character's tied into you right. so at least right. at least
0: help her in that in that aspect the character is tied to you so now you just have this character um who's mesmerizing reginald which makes all the sense in the world um i mean i'm mesmerized uh, yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> It it doesn't it doesn't make any sense now. Like you just basically have this attachment to the fiend just to have this new character, and you haven't wrestled in in eighty some odd days. Yeah, it, it just doesn't make any sense anymore. Like it's it was great for what it was with the fiend, but now that the fiend is gone, it, you're just kind of like left in, in limbo here. Um, yeah, I don't know. And she, and not to mention the fact that in hindsight now she should have been, um, Sister Abigail. Yeah, like that 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 should have been the character. That should have been it. Um, you could have at least, at least done more with that That would have made more sense By the way uh, I'm, I'm circling back Because I totally forgot about it So it's the Billie Jean King National Tennis Center Okay And that is the facility That is home to the US Open And it's centerpiece arena Arthur Ashe Stadium So it's the whole facility oh, the whole thing Is Billie Jean King National oh, National well Tennis I, Center
1: I apologize to the family Of Billie Jean King By thinking she was less than Arthur Ashe That's on me No that is on you Absolutely You're wrong Okay <laughs> Uh so there's
0: Alexa Bliss, uh, yeah, But I'm also right because I knew that
1: it was also something. Something had to do all right. So I won't play that.
0: No, uh, no that so <laughs> let's just keep going to redundancy. Of yes, Night it was speaking of which, uh, speaking of redundancy, Jackson Riker and Elias again. And Elias again taking the count out. Um, and then Drew McIntyre uh, defeating AJ Styles via disqualification. Great. Hmm. Um, okay, you're telling me the last three matches did not
1: have a clean finish. last
0: three matches, yeah. So Bliss, let's, let's go back even further. So Rhea Ripley and Oscar the, was the last clean uh, finish match.
1: Ironically, the one match that hasn't had a fucking clean finish in weeks is the clean finish this week on a, on a full episode of not clean finishes.
0: I mean, so they basically <laughs> had, a, a not, so, so they had a non-clean finish uh, for this match just to, to lead up to the main event, which is Drew McIntyre and the Viking Raiders taking on Bobby Lashley. A.J. Styles and Omas, um, I, I I just have no words, man. I really, it's just like <laughs> I have absolutely no words for why this is a thing, why we continue to. I, I mean, listen, I I appreciate that A.J. and Omas are are around. I they still need to get more with Omas because with him, get, get him in after this program with uh, with uh, Drew and Lashley. Put Drew in with with Omas in a singles match, in a singles uh, thing. I don't care. I, I don't just mix it up, do something different for the love of God. Please. It's, it just it's just it's it's mind-boggling that we have to put up with this shit every single week.
1: It's just it, I'm going to put this
0: out there right now. This is the I go re- home show too. This is the go home show. Why why is this a match on the go home show?
1: Yes. I'm I sorry. refuse to watch Monday night raw until I do something different.
0: <laughs> you were you were doing that before before that too. Yeah, was, but now I have now a I have purpose a reason. To it. <laughs> <laughs> Now you have a reason. The reason was the podcast. So to talk about for the podcast watch the show. No, I kept up with it. Okay, great.
1: I kept up with it. So this is But again, now I just refuse to watch it.
0: For the Go Home show. This was again horrendous. And The Go Home show that
1: also happened fucking 3 weeks ago. Like it's the same episode. The sign it really is. <laughs> it's so
0: it's ridiculous. So now for the Go Home for Helena in a Cell. Let's let's go over that as our last piece of uh, of thing here. Um Alexa Bliss aforementioned, Alexa Bliss is taking on Shayna Baszler. Okay uh, That'll end in the DQ uh, Roman Reigns God, Taking on Rey Mysterio For the Universal Championship Inside a Hell in a Cell
1: That's gonna be a very brutal match And Rey Mysterio Is gonna get tossed around Like a lawn dart
0: Yeah that's
1: Yeah That's gonna be really That's gonna be a really
0: good match uh, Bianca Belair Taking on uh, Bailey For the Smackdown Women's Championship In a regular match Not Not uh, Hell in a Cell Hmm
1: I don't understand why They don't have a women's match In the Hell in a Cell
0: they, Yeah Not one Ripley, Rhea Ripley and Charlotte Flair. Actually, I think Rhea Ripley is, is and Charlotte Flair is in a Hell in a Cell. Okay. Um, from what I remember from watching that on Raw. Uh, I'm going to assume that it was because it got pretty brutal. Yeah. One, I, that one, rivalry has gotten pretty brutal. As as we confirm that one, uh, Bobby Lashley and Drew McIntyre for the umpteenth time inside a Hell in a Cell. Uh, I'm, uh, I'm going to get so disgusted with that match I already know it. Well, you already know who's going to win. Well, yeah. It's because they're not taking the title off him yet. I mean, unless you... uh, Unless you do take him... Unless you pull a Randy Orton and just take it off only to put it right back on him. I mean, I wouldn't be mad at
1: it, but... It's interesting. Uh, I don't know. I don't don't know. That whole storyline is so fucking... (laughs) fuck Listen
0: to you. Um, Let's see here. Rhea Ripley... Uh, looking to secure a Reign-defining win. She puts a Raw Women's title against Charlotte Flair. It is not. Who will emerge from the mayhem of a Hell in a Cell? Oh, the Hell in a Cell is Raw Women's champion. Who will emerge from the mayhem of a Hell in a Cell? Um, Um, Do me a favor. Just click back real quick
1: and then go to the Bobby Lashley or the Roman Reigns match. To see if those state that is yeah see those state that it's in hell in a cell that's not in hell in a cell. Uh, no, it doesn't. Look at that. Yeah, no. There's okay. only two hell in a cell matches. Wow. Okay.
0: Which is ridiculous. Just have all the fucking matches inside <laughs> hell in a cell. Come well mine. See, see that's the thing. So everybody's complaining. If you're that go balls to the wall. Go balls. Everybody was complaining. Every match is gonna be in hell in a cell like last year. But now there's only two, and everybody's like, oh, let's, let's, let's put them all in hell in a cell. I don't. I don't. I don't know. We have to find a happy medium. I don't know. Stop hey. making Hell in
1: a Cell a pay-per-view.
0: I think that's the happy medium. Why Make Hell why? in a
1: Cell mean something.
0: So do it like a pay-per-view, but have like Hell in a Cell like the way Shawn Michaels did with, with them. Exactly. I mean, there was like a, like a one-off match. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bring back bad blood. <laughs> Bring them all back. Bring back uh, Great Balls was, of like, Fire.
1: I was just about to say the greatest <laughs> pay-per-view of all time, Great Balls of Fire. Great Balls of Fire. <laughs> and have Jerry Lee Lewis. I don't understand singing.
0: why, why it was... <laughs> I know I do understand why it was only, yeah from the dead. I do understand why he uh, why it was only a one time thing because it was the stupidest name for a pay per view ever. Is that the stupidest name for a pay per view ever? Hmm.
1: Can you think of a dumber one? Great Balls of Fire, WrestleMania Backlash. I mean that one at least makes sense. Great
0: Balls of Fire. What was the other one that they used to have? Um. I gotta, I gotta look <laughs> next week. We're gonna do like a whole list of just every single name of pay per views and see how awful they all were. Um, so Drew, McI- so Drew McIntyre, Bobby Lashley, Hell in a Cell. Bobby will will retain that. Rhea Ripley, Charlotte Flair. I think Rhea is gonna get a, Ripley should get a redemption that, yeah. there. Uh, Bianca Belair and Bailey. I, I don't see any no titles. going to change. No else. titles will change at all. <laughs> so there, there's your fun Hell in a Cell. Um, I'm hoping. <laughs> I do hope. And here, here's my only saving grace: is that their pay per views have been really good. That's true. Hell in a Cell last year was amazing. Yeah, I really do hope that it, it continues along that 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 uh, trajectory. I, I I don't see how though, because <laughs> I only see um, it's only you dropped your change. Um, no, I didn't. There's only two. So you're telling me there's gonna be only five matches in this entire Hell in a the Cell? There's only
1: five matches for NXT, NXT. I get okay, but but that's also one show.
0: There's not no, two th- shows. There's no IC title. There's no US title. Like there's nothing. I, I mean, we
1: don't know that because SmackDown, the go home for SmackDown hasn't happened yet.
0: I remember who the the who's the who's the US uh, title holder right now? Sheamus. Sheamus. He Jeez. got hurt. He, got, oh, that's he, right, he got his put, nose. Put, that's right.
1: I bet that would have been on this if he hadn't broken his nose, and it would have been a triple threat match.
0: See, and he said that he would he would continue to fight, and I'm sure, Vince was like, "Ah, uh, no, you're not." Yeah. Why not? They, they you, gotta, you gotta get some food, dude. Um, yeah. they Listen, they put a mask on on Taker. But they, they didn't keep him off TV. That's put, true. Put a Dude, that's not me. You have a hole in your pocket. What the hell?
1: That's that's your fucking change. <laughs> that, I I have no change in my pocket.
0: Good lord. Anyway, this, we're running a professional uh, organization here. This this is a uh, professional podcast. Can't believe this continues to happen on a regular basis. Ladies and gentlemen, that is it for us. Uh, please let us know what you think about uh, Hell in the Cell and anything else that is just boggling your mind as it boggles my, ours on uh, just the idea of everything being repeated over and over again (laughs) on Twitter, Sons of Slam show. Anything else you want to let us know before we uh, head on out? Fucking
1: do something with Raw, please. Please. That's all I asked for. Make it different.
0: I I can't say anything else. Right, yeah. Me neither. Yeah.
1: It's utterly stupid.
0: Peace out, everybody. My name is Chris Mindell. Joe Block.
1: Adios. Just stupid.
0: The Sons of Slam podcast.